how do you hire a real estate assistant? Let's get to it. Before we get into today's video, don't forget to hit the subscribe button so you can get notified of our weekly videos, breaking down all things real estate and helping you close more deals. Okay, so let's talk about how to hire a real estate assistant, especially if you're like, okay, Nicole, I'm actually doing deals and I have no idea where to start. So hiring is a whole other ball game. So I'm gonna give you some of my tips on how I do it and really how I've hired every role in my organization. Cause there's a couple things that I've learned, like some hacks um, to make it a lot easier and to not waste time. Because you can ask anyone in my office, I hate hiring, like I hate it. In this video, I'm gonna break down where I found my assistants and where I found the people that work for me. And then I'm gonna tell you what I did to streamline it and to screen them. So stick with me because both are really important. So number one is Facebook. Um, I actually found Stephanie through Facebook and there's a couple things that you can do. One, you can post on your business page and then two, you can also create a job through Facebook that's connected to your page. Um, and of course, Facebook is a social platform, so people are constantly on it. Now, the cool thing about Facebook too is that of course it goes into your personal sphere of influence, right? So all your friends and your family. And the second point and the second way I've gotten Cheryl and a lot of my hires is through um, just referrals, right? So I ask, I'm like, hey, this is what I'm hiring for. And it's so much easier when your friends and family and people on your social networks can validate and vouch for good candidates. Um, so those were the two best sources. The third, if, if you know, you're not able to get much success there is Indeed. So I, and Indeed, I always save for last because it's so overwhelming when you put an ad out on Indeed. And I've been able to do it for free, so you can pay to kind of like boost your job, but on Indeed, you can put you know, the tasks, you can also see other job postings um, based on, you know, for the description and really define what you're looking for. Like, what do you need the assistant for? Are you, are you wanting them to manage your transactions? Are you wanting help like on the day to day with your marketing, whatever that looks like. Um, and then you'll get inundated with applications. So those are the three sources of where I've found the applicants and found, you know, people on my staff. But now I'm going to tell you like the key to how I was able to streamline the process. So this is how I interview, especially for assistants. Okay. So first and foremost, I send them a disc test and there's actually a free disc test that you can send to um, your applicants. And here's the thing. I don't even look at it at the results. I give them specific instructions and I tell them, you know, Hey, thank you for applying. Go to this link, fill it out and then respond and attach the PDF results. Like those simple steps. I cannot even explain to you how many people weed themselves out by responding to my email with a billion questions, i.e. you're the type of person that overcomplicates things. I've had people that have called the office and said, hey, I got this email. Um, I'm gonna send the results. Like, where do I send it? Like literally respond to the email. And I've had people that just don't even respond, that don't even do it. So right then and there, I've weeded out 30 to 40% of the applicants because I know the type of person, the type of personality, things that they wouldn't be able to tell me and verbalize to me, but they show me. So that, that has been a game changer just in itself. 
okay? So like 30%, there you go. I don't have to worry about calling every single one or going through all the applications. So now we've got like the second round, the second, you know, kind of screening process. Instead of bringing them to my office and wasting my time and having to sit there and like be bound to the interview that, you know, I don't want to be in, I do a quick Zoom interview. And this next set of people that make it to the Zoom interview, some of them don't even show up. Some of them show up late. And then some of them don't even get past the first like five minutes because they can't, it's weird and they can't formulate a sentence. So in that Zoom interview alone, I'm able to get a feel for the person. And, it, and if we have a good conversation and I'm just getting to know them, right? Like who are they, their personality? I'm like, tell me a little bit about you. And then I'll get a gauge of whether I want them to come into the office. And so that in itself has saved me so much time in screening and finding applicants. And because literally I remember when I first started, I would spend hours going through applicants. I would spend so much time going through calling them. And of course, people are always going to put them in the best light, right? They're always going to tell you the best parts of them. They're not going to tell you all their flaws or um, really identify like their personality if you know, the type of person they are, and you don't want to learn by hiring them, right? Like you want to try to screen them as much as possible. So after they pass the Zoom interview, that's when I'll bring them into the office. And another huge thing that I started doing, and this is because I have an existing team. So if you don't yet, that's fine. But when you do is I have the rest of the team meet with, with that person as well. So now all of us are, are asking questions because they may think of something that I don't think about. Plus they're going to be working closely with this new person, this new hire. So now everybody makes the decision of like, Hey, this is my feedback. You know, obviously I'm going to make the final decision, but it's great. They feel as far as like the culture, they feel included. They feel like, okay, I have a decision and who comes into our company and they take ownership and they take it very seriously where I'm like, okay, girls calm down. Like this is not an interrogation, you know, but it's great because now everybody's on board and they're either really excited about the new hire or they're like veto, like absolutely not. And now, you know, that really helps every single person that comes into the organization to be able to help our company culture. Another key thing in hiring a real estate assistant or really hiring any person in your organization is to make sure that you have that role defined. So when you're in real estate, especially if you're a real estate agent or if you're a new investor and you're like, I need to hire an assistant, what does that mean? Remember, you're hiring someone, so you have to provide the structure. So do not throw them in there and let them drown, hoping that they'll save themselves. Like, they're not going to last. Plus, it's so expensive and exhausting to have this revolving door of people, right? It's expensive for you, and it, and it sucks your time, which means it's taking away from your business. So make sure that you have that role defined before you hire them, and you have the system set up in place so they know exactly what they're able to do because even if they're helping you stay organized, they need to have a foundation first. So define what that role is and how they're gonna fit in your organization and it's gonna be so much easier for both of you. Specifically to real estate assistants, in the beginning, it's so much easier to hire as 10-9. Now, obviously this is not tax advice, so just FYI. I'm not a tax consultant, so like see your CPA and stuff. But in the beginning, it's so much easier to hire them as a 1099, especially in the beginning, because it's gonna be odd jobs. You know, if they are full-time at a desk, 
you know, you really need to make sure that they're a W-2 employee, but especially for you being a 1099 realtor, um, in the beginning, it's so much easier to do that until you have a defined role in the company. That's what I did when I started out. I had a part-time assistant who was on a 1099. I didn't have to worry about any of that. And then when I incorporated and I'm an S-corp, then I had employees and everyone had a defined role in the company. But when you're first starting out, don't even worry about that. Make sure that your your new employee is taken care of or your new contractor is taken care of and you're able to figure that out together as you're building this. I hope this helps. If you have any other tips, you know, let us know in the comments what's worked for you and your business. Um, as always, you can join our free Facebook group, the only short sale group worth being a part of, and I'll see you guys next time.